everybody, welcome to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. My name's Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with Brendan McCullough. Uh, we also have a really special guest, uh, Alex Correa, um, co-host of The Attack. Um, you guys, I, I, it was The Attack morning show, but lately it, you haven't really been doing stuff in the morning. What's up with that? Yeah, so we, uh, well, first of all, we dropped the name the, uh, the Attack Morning because we are no longer in the morning. Well, I, I guess that's actually uh, relative to where you live, but where we are, it's not the morning anymore. We, we used to be at 10 in the morning, and now we're at 4 our time. So it's kind of a nightly show for most people in the country, so we're like, you know what? It's not in the morning. We should probably drop the morning. So uh, <laughs> that's the first thing we did, and I guess why, why we're doing that is uh, the platform kind of we started at 10 in the morning um on twitch because that is the time they could give us uh exposure so we we were uh, big friends with the twitch guys and they're like listen uh we we can help you out and uh we can we can try to work you into the front page rotation at 10 o'clock and we're like listen that's not the best time and they're like fucking deal with it can i curse are you gonna have to yeah, bleep of that? of course oh yeah no of course well sure fuck, fuck hope so or else we're in trouble okay. <laughs> uh your higher-ups are not gonna be happy with that uh, <laughs> so we were like okay we'll do it at 10 and we and and we did 10 for a long time and uh 10 was a weird time we were trying to move out of it kind of since we started it um because because 10 o'clock is kind of it's a for most of the country it's one o'clock and then for this half of the country it's 10 so that's when normal people have work so our audience was mostly people who watched at work uh yeah, me included <laughs> yes so people who watched at work and uh people who didn't have work so <laughs> that that was not a great because we were missing out on people who could not watch at their desk or something at work and people uh at school who were kids yeah. at school so it was not a great time for really anyone to watch anything yeah, I was listening to it more like a podcast, really, and like flipping back and forth when my boss wasn't around to just see what was goofy kind of shit you guys were doing. And yeah, let's go into that a little bit. You've done some crazy shit as far as, I don't even know, getting Mountain Dew sprayed all over you and uh, doing some like really nasty slip and slides. Um, what's been the worst and what's been the best uh, experience for you at the attack thus far? Ah, <sighs> oh, man, that's that's a tough. I mean, the worst, the worst is kind of relative relative to um how you look at it i <laughs> of I, course i don't really i don't really view anything i did as the worst because i kind of agree to my like i i make all the stuff up and then i build it and then i do it so i pretty much weigh everything pretty equally about how shitty it is because i have a certain max and i i try to hit it every time i do a stunt like <laughs> get mountain dew poured all over me or dive through fish guts or get punched in the nuts like it's all it's it's all pretty much I, I take it to where I don't want to do it anymore and then kind of back it down one step. And then I'm like, you know what? I could do that. Um, so in, in terms of the worst, in terms of the stunts, it's like none of them have really been that bad. I guess the worst one um, would it have to have been the Mountain Dew and or the most recent fish one. Uh, yeah, those were insane. <laughs> for those who don't know, the, the fish slip and slide we did, it, was, it started as a... Uh, just a pudding slip and slide because Allison Hayslip, the first time she was on the show, uh, we had this thing where she was supposed to get hit by like balloons full of pudding or something if she lost uh, a challenge. And she did, but uh, and she was down for it. But then that day she told us that she had a meeting directly after the show. So uh, being covered in uh, tasty dessert would not have worked for that meeting. So she was like, I can't do it. And then that was kind of the first time I was like, yeah, I guess I could do it. <laughs> um, 
and then I step up to the plate. Yeah. So and 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 honestly, that one wasn't that bad. I had I had sticky hair for a while, but um, and then when she came back in, people you know people made it such a thing that she dodged the pudding or uh, whatever people said about it. That I was like, we should probably bring the pudding back. And then. Damn her if she's not the slyest person I've ever met in my life. She's like, yeah, sure, I'm down. And then she's like, oh, I got a class at seven. And I'm like, god damn it. <laughs> so uh, for those of you who uh, who are disappointed by this, I'm sorry. But that that uh, Super Mario Brothers was also thrown because... I, I knew it. I deep down knew it because I just was thinking to myself, yeah, they're saying that she was on board with getting doing the uh, slip and slide. But I just, in the back of my mind, I'm like, there's no way in hell. Like, she had to have just been like, you better lose at this. <laughs> well... To her credit, she she both of the times she has been, and then, you know, the, I I'm I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt that sure her, her actually having a meeting or a class is a real thing. So I think she has been pretty down with whatever we said, and then it's just not worked out. Actually, in terms of all the competitions we do between me and Carlos and me and whoever, it's uh they are actually uh, true competitions. It's just I'm pretty terrible at most things, so um it it works out that I get the shit sometimes. I think. Losis has has had to do one of the challenges, but yeah, most of the time it's uh, it's me genuinely losing and then having to do the thing I built for myself. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but yeah, the the worst had to have been the the slip and slide because it started out just as pudding because it was Allison. We should probably have pudding, and then Kevin was like, "Well, you know, we should we should if we get over the sub goal, we should just keep adding dumb shit to it." So I, I went to. Uh, uh, Costco. Well, it's kind of ghetto Costco. It's called Smart and Final out here in California, and it's Costco <laughs> that smells like bleach. And I think people live in the bathrooms. Uh, and it's it's a it's a really terrible place. And I went in and I bought whatever I could for like thirty bucks, which was uh, a fuck ton of pudding, lemon juice. I was like, hot sauce is pretty terrible. What else was there? Like I could have done syrup, um, like uh, deep frying oil. But then I found Ooh. these like rank ass fish guts in the dollar store. So I was like, meh. I could slide through that. And honestly, that is what made the slip and slide the worst was the the disgusting fish uh, mixed in with all this stuff because not only did our, our our back parking lot where we did the stunt smell like fish, our dumpster smelled like fish, and then my clothes that I wore that day still smell like fish, so I just threw them out. So yeah. it pretty much ruined everything involved, and there's a permanent fish smell in our back lot now. And it seemed like it was a hot day, so that just added to the rankness. Yeah, it was it it was it was hot, and I think it baked it into every surface. And like, I don't know how people eat. Like, it's it's those fish were not like it was not like chum you throw overboard. That's real food people eat. And I don't Ooh. know if like people eat it and then go to the beach and open their mouth and seagulls eat out of them because <laughs> oh, God. it is you smell like like low tide, like pretty much for a week after you open that bag. Uh, it's a pretty disgusting situation, and I don't know why they sell it. Yeah, I can't imagine. Uh, has that kind of that. has that kind of ruined pudding for you? Like, do you see a pudding cup and kind of gag a little? And I'm still have all that stank. I'm still I'm still on the fence about pudding, and it's not because of that. I've always been kind of pudding is kind of a hit and miss for me because pudding is real sad. I don't know why. I don't know if it's... if if like a Bill Cosby thing has been instilled in me, <laughs> or um, there was a uh, there was a you guys ever watch Rugrats when you were when you were growing up? There was an episode where you're uh, younger than us, man. Hey. Hey, I don't know. I don't know. You know. Uh, no, it's cool. I, no, um, how old are you? I am 20 years old. Let's see. How Jesus. old are you, Bren? I'm 23. I'm 25. Well, there you go. It's, it's a good spread. We, yes. We can, all, we can all gather around the fire and talk about Rugrats, right, guys? guys Absolutely. Everyone loves Rugrats? Uh, Being yeah. a 90s kid. 
Yeah, so there's a there's an episode of Rugrats where uh, Chucky uh, had a bug named Melville, and then oh uh, god, yes, so Mel- sad. Melville died, and then they used to eat chocolate pudding together. And then the the scene where I always cry is uh, Chucky yells, "Melville loved chocolate pudding" when he tries to eat it, and then he cries, and then I cry. So every time I eat chocolate pudding, uh, I start to tear up for no reason. So it's kind of ruined chocolate. I still love it. I mean, t- you know, palate wise, taste wise, it's still great. The whole looking like diarrhea thing. Hasn't thrown me off in the past. It's just kind of a sad dessert, and I don't know why. You know what's funny about this whole scenario is that that's your Rugrats and chocolate pudding memory. My memory is, like, uh, Angelica keeping Stu up late till, like, 2 or 3 <laughs> in the morning, making him, and, like, uh, it's, Stu is just making that pudding. And Stu, why are you making chocolate pudding? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, I, I don't even know what I'm doing. I lost control life. of my life. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> Which is one of the most true. That show had a lot of very true moments in it that, that if you go back and watch, you're like, I get it now. I, having kids is terrible, and that's what that is. The exactly. one thing that show has done is traumatize me for life at the sight of Pat Sajak and his piercing blue, soul-possessing eyes. There's an episode with Pat Sajak? <laughs> it's the episode when Chucky's dad, uh, I think he wins the lottery and just becomes a millionaire. And they oh, move shit. to this giant mansion. And Chucky goes to school with Pat Ch- Sajak's kid. I do remember that. That's a really crazy arc for a f- for like an eleven minute episode. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, hey, we're it's we're babies, and we're talking. Also, I'm a millionaire. Here, you go to school with Pat Sajak's kid. Up, oh, now I lost it. The end. <laughs> eleven I'm minutes. Con- I'm confused by like who should we get a celebrity cameo? Who's big right now, and who do kids love? The Wheel of Fortune host. Well, they're <laughs> trying to get children love. They're trying to get both ends of the spectrum. It's like. They want kids and babies to watch a show, so it's about kids and babies. And also they want uh, prehistoric dinosaur people to watch it, so they have Wheel of Fortune <laughs> on there. So they're really just covering both spectrums. Both wear diapers, both love chocolate pudding. It's a good spread. I'm all for Pat Sajak. It's an unpopular stance, <laughs> but I am Everybody's for Everybody's happy. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little more about how did you get involved with the attack and how did that all just pan out for you? I've heard a little bit of that story from tuning into the attack myself, but I'm sure none of our listeners know. Uh, yeah. So I, uh, I honestly don't think about it enough myself, uh, because it really freaks me out, uh, the whole, the whole situation. So I met, uh, I moved to Los Angeles, uh, in 2013 in August, I think. And I met Kevin in September, really early in September, going to the Los Angeles Podcast Festival. And um, so he took questions at the end of a pointless episode he did at that, uh, uh, at that festival. And he, ha- he, w- he was asking questions. And I got up um, pretty much at the end of the set. And he asked me to explain I had a cast on my hand. And he was like, what's up with your hand? So I didn't get to ask my question. So I told the story about my hand in the cast, which is I, I punched a dryer full of beer um, and I broke my hand because that's of course, what he, like most people do. Yeah, I mean, if you have a manyata, which is a pinata, which is a, a dryer welded shut full of beer, and you open it with a big axe, then sometimes your hand slips. Actually, I just straight up punched it. But sometimes you straight up punch it, <laughs> and you break your hand, and you have to wear a, a cast and get surgery, which is what I did. Um, so I explained that story, and right when I was about to ask my thing, uh, my question, the guy running the podcast festival. Uh, threw up a you're done card so Kevin was like we have to go so he was like you know come come back after the uh after the show's over I'll say hi to everyone and then we can talk so I waited around and then I started talking to him and he was like so what do you want to do and I was like oh I you know I would love to be uh the 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 host of the attack of the show and he's like well good luck with that the show is off the air I'm like trust me I'm aware of that um so he's like 
uh, I, I could, uh, you, you could come, uh, you know, help, help us out intern for us. And, uh, I was like, sure. He's like, but you probably don't want to do that. Uh, to, to Kevin's credit, he was like, you, yeah, you probably want to work at Nerdist or Geek and Sundry. And I was like, I was like, eh, uh, actually, you know, I, I really believe in what you want to do. So I, uh, I hopped in his van and he tied me up and then I, uh, I've been living here for the past 12 months. No, I, uh, and then I helped out on the set of Real Housewives of Horror, the first episode we did, um, which was a, a Nerdist series that, that, uh, Super Creative did. And then after that, I just kind of kept showing up to their office and, and doing intern stuff. So I, uh, I, you know, clean shit up and wired the studio and, and set up green screens and stuff like that. Um, I don't, actually, the first day, I think the only reason they kept me around is because the first day I was there, it was, they just moved into the, they just made the new podcast studio for Pointless in, um, in the actual super creative offices. And they lost an episode because uh, the, the software they're using, XSplit, uh, cut out the, uh, bef- the episode before the MP4 could write the end of uh, the code that the MP4 is encoded in. So it was, oh, a cor- no. it was a corrupted file, and I found out how to fix it. And then they're like, oh, wait, this kid isn't a complete uh, piece of trash who just follows us around. <laughs> uh, he can do things. So uh, from then on, they, I, I got a little bit more respect, uh, which was good. And then I just, I just kept helping around. And then, um, you know, how, how I started hosting the attack is uh, I was around when we decided to do it, I guess. Um, because we, we, we started, the attack started, uh, this is a really fucked up timeline. I'm really, you can tell I don't think about it because I'm really bad at telling the timeline. So then we stayed at the, uh, we were at old offices before. We, that was in Hollywood. Um, and we, that was, it was just office space. So we had cubicles, we had the podcast studio, that was it. And we did a bunch of super creative stuff. And that, that was, uh, we, we did Real Housewives of Horror. Uh, we did Line by Line, which was another show we did with, uh, Ski TV and stuff. And, uh, ADD, which is, uh, Richard, I almost said Richard Simmons's, Richard Simmons's. <laughs> um, oh man, I forget his name. Who's the guy from <laughs> Run's House? Is it Richard Simmons? No, he's the he's the workout guy. Yeah, he's the jazzercise yeah. with the bedazzled. Russell Simmons. Unit. There we go. It's Russell oh, Simmons. Yeah. Okay. We did that with them, and then we we uh, we did some TV formats and stuff. We did one for sci-fi. So um, that was a bunch of traditional media stuff, and then uh, we had a podcast with Greg Runberg, uh, a, a pointless. And then Kevin and, and Greg was talking, and Greg was like, "Listen, you gotta you gotta move in with us." And Kevin was like, uh, "You know, it's it's a it's a great space. I don't think we can afford that." Uh, and Greg was like, I don't care. You should just come anyway. So we did. We moved in uh, because Greg's a baller like that. And we were in the space for like a week. And then we set up. They had a Twitch studio already because this, the studio we're in used to be Socialtron Live. Um, and that kind of dissolved. So they just had the studio sitting here and a technician just lonely sitting in the room with the first day we were there. And I was like, <laughs> what is this guy doing? And that's Carlos, uh, who's on the show from time to time. And he also runs all the shows. Uh, did he just live there? Like, why was he there by himself? So Carlos is a weird story. He started with Socialtron. Uh, he actually started with, with he met Greg at the gym, and he like Carlos fixed one of Greg's printer drivers or something. And then Greg and then Greg was like, "You are useful to keep around, Carlos. I'm going to tell you to come here every day." So he was, and he set up a lot of time and money into setting up this Twitch studio. And then Socialtron, uh, everyone else who was working on it, went off to go do a bunch of stuff. So the studio is just sitting here. So uh, when we came in, uh, Carlos was like, yeah, let's do something. And Kevin was like, you know how to do it. Let's do it. Um, so it started off me and Kevin just uh, playing games together. And we live streamed to- uh, Pointless. And then one day, just to understand Twitch, because me and Kevin didn't understand sh- like shit when we started. 
uh, we looked at Twitch and we saw like, okay, we're doing gameplay. There's some podcast stuff, but there's this whole slew of, of, of talk shows. Like, I mean, honestly, most of our inspiration was from Colin and Greg and, and we watched an episode and we sat there and we were like, this looks fun and this looks like something we can do. So, uh, for those for those of you who don't know, Colin and Greg is a really popular show on Twitch, and we're like, you know what? If if, if they are having that much fun, we should definitely do it. And then probably within three or four days, we we decided on the attack morning. We decided on the format, and we just started doing it. So the first episode, from it not existing to the first episode, probably was about four days. And um, the company's only four people. Yaniv's a business type producer man. He's our uh, he does all the businessy stuff, and he he lines stuff up. Um, Kevin is, is an executive producer and hosty type guy. So he was, he was one of the people who's around to host. Carlos is, is the brains. He's the, he's the, he does machines. Is that Michelangelo? I don't know what, it, which one it is, but he, he's the, he's the, the technical guy. And I was the only one left. So Kevin was like, let's do a show. And I was like, all right. So we did a show and, and now here we are, I guess. Yeah. It's definitely been pretty wildly successful, if you ask me, and especially for the morning time slot. I, I'm tuning in at work on the East Coast, and you guys are still getting like thousands of viewers, viewers tuning in and stuff. Um, how's it looking um, moving to like a later time slot? Are you seeing an influx in the audience or like viewership? Um, we definitely see a a a. Hmm. That's an interesting question because our, our viewership is. Uh, is is either new or or very diehard. So the cool thing about moving to a different time slot from I think ten o'clock to to a later time slot is um, the people who are watching at ten who are watching at work uh, now can watch after work. That doesn't change. So yeah, it's it's cool that we've we've transplanted some fans. There's some new people who can watch now. Um, and honestly, it's we as we stand, it's it's getting the it's mostly getting the word out because I feel like if people see the show they will stick around. So we kind of live and die by Twitch um, helping us out and promoting us, which they have. They, they are absolutely, they have been crucial in doing this. We would not exist if, if they didn't help us out. So um, the viewership really fluctuates. It really does. Um, we, the morning show averages, you know, a uh, uh, thousand and change uh, every, or the, the, it's just the attack now, but it, it averages a, a thousand and change every time uh, we go on. And then, from that point on, it's all Twitch. So if we get Power Player on the front, that's the front spot of Twitch, that shoots up and then sticks around there for the rest of the episode. And then hopefully we get some new people. But, um, you know, in the short amount of time, we've gotten uh, a lot of people who are really interested in the show and really love it. And it's honestly a community that that allows something like this to prosper because they're they're really into making it better. They're not passive watchers. They're active, they're active listeners, listeners and they're active viewers. So... They're the reason we are growing at the pace we are, you know? They, they, they are cool with giving up some of their hard-earned pennies to make sure we have money for these stunts, and they make us graphics, and they make funny things that help us want to do this more uh, every day when we get up. So, honestly, it's, it's not necessarily the number. And the number is good for, for, for an operation as new. I mean, we've only been doing it for, a mo- for two months, but the, the tenacity of the viewers is what's uh, making this as successful as it is, really. Yeah, well, I definitely think... A huge portion of your audience is the people that are like diehard Attack of the Show fans and people that miss that kind of 
um, entertainment that we used to have on G4 that no longer exists. So it's just great that Kevin's keeping that dream alive. And it's like what you guys provide is phenomenal. I'm so grateful, as I'm sure most of uh, your audiences. And if anyone that's listening now hasn't tuned into The Attack, go check it out. It's amazing. I mean, honestly, I am as excited as, as you are. I was a big fan of Attack of the Show. You know, that is why, that is honestly why I moved to Los Angeles. I wanted to do, I know it didn't exist anymore when I moved here, but I wanted to do something that, that was, was that and, and was a, an expression of all the things I love that was comedy because, you know, before I did this, I, I was a stand up comic and I really loved, I really still do love everything comedy. So, uh, bringing, bringing entertainment, infotainment actually. So, you know, entertainment and, and information in one thing about all the stuff I care about was exactly what I wanted to do. So me coming in every day and seeing, you know, the final result that is a show makes me just as happy as when I used to watch it at seven o'clock, you know, every day when I did watch it, when it was live. So, um, well, how's it feel also to be that guy that was such a big fan? And now you're meeting these big people like Allison Hayslip, Kevin Pereira, like all these different, what, what has been the most intimidating, uh, celebrity you've had to, like interact with um so that that you know the 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 crazy thing about that is absolutely none of them um (laughs) that's not that surprising because they're all people at the end of the day but they are they are uh they're not only people they are people that i would want to hang out with and not just because exactly they are people they are they are the, the cool thing about pretty much everyone i've met from from if we're talking about g4 is that they are all very knowledgeable and they're all on all the time and 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 what i mean by that is that like i love to riff and i love to 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 say something dumb and then they say something dumb and we keep you know doing a bit about we keep riffing back and forth about what the person just said and we make fun of each other and it's 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 really no one everyone plays along with jokes that i've met everyone is is really gracious and funny and 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 they're quick and they're always on and they're very energetic so i mean What's amazed me the most about everyone I've met, so Allison and and Alex Albrecht and stuff like that, is that they, you know, they are quick and they are funny. And sure, Attack of the Show and all that stuff was 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 uh, scripted, but like it doesn't. You could tell all the jokes that they were saying were theirs. You know, they are quick, they are funny, and it's cool Definitely. to hang around with people who can keep up with with uh, with jokes and bits and stuff like that. Um, in terms of uh, who who has been intimidating, no one really, I guess. The only thing I have to say is uh, when I met, it was really early on. I, I went to E3 uh, last June, and I met uh, Adam Sessler. And uh, I've, I've talked to him since, but when I first met him, he was swamped by uh, just people, because it was E3, he was swamped by people coming up wanting to take pictures, um, just like asking him to sign stuff. So he was not in a good place. And I was like, hey, uh, I'm here with, with Kevin and, and Yaniv, and we want to shoot some stuff. We're wondering if you have time today. And then, like he, I, I feel like he didn't believe what I was saying. So he was like, <laughs> you know, have, have, have Kevin tweet me, and you know, then we can meet up a time. And I was like, or you can just talk stuff. We have a camera. And he was like, please, just have Kevin text me. So I think it's because he was just so swamped. But that, that was kind of like, whoa, I don't know why, what, what happened, uh, why, why he kind of pawned me off. But then it was, it was literally just because he was so swamped by people. I totally understand that. E three must be like. Uh, a really nuts time for him. Oh, absolutely! I can't imagine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, other than that, I mean, we, meeting all the Broken Lizard guys was uh, was is really cool. And we've been working with them a lot. Uh, they're they're really really fast and funny too, and I, I really do love hanging out with those guys. Um, but yeah, pretty much pretty much everyone is is pretty surreal that I get to hang out with and and work with them. I mean, it's cool that that 
um i don't just get to shoot the shit i actually get to make content with them so i that it it, it feels really cool Definitely. And all right. So I think also I heard on the attack, I'm not a hundred percent sure. What was your background before going into this as far as education? And did you end up leaving college to pursue these dreams? Cause if you did, you did, you took a huge risk and it's paid off. Yeah. So, um, I, I, yeah, I, th- my catalyst for coming to Los Angeles was that I did go to school here. I went to a school called Lo- Lo- I can't even say it. Loyola Marymount University. And it is in uh, Westchester, Los Angeles. And it is an okay school. And I went there and I, I actually, I, I went to college to, uh, do engineering type stuff. So, uh, my first semester in college, I took like, uh, chemistry and, and advanced calculus and stuff. And it really, it fucking sucked. <laughs> and I was like, I cannot do this every day. I really, I cannot, I don't want to do this. Um, and I really just went because I didn't think that, uh, you know, I was like 17 or 18 at the time. Like, I don't think my parents are going to be cool with me coming here and being like, yeah, I guess I'll just make funny movies and shit. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, what I wanted to do would, uh, in the academic world be called film and television so i was like you know mom and dad i guess i'm just gonna do film and television and they're like sure whatever you know don't come to us for money and i was like cool i can do that uh so i i stopped being an engineering type person at at college and i changed my major to film and television and if that wasn't uh a flaming burning wreckage of of a system uh then i don't know what is final nail in the coffin yeah, it's I I so I I started taking all these film and television classes and it was like even me who is supposed to have no idea I'm a new student and I I'm a kid and I don't know all these things. I was like these guys have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. Like all this information is outdated. What we have to shoot an, a movie on film? Why do we have to shoot no one's shooting on film? What the fuck are we doing that for? Like they didn't understand what a YouTube is. They're like, "Yeah, you have to get a network deal." And I'm like, "This is all fucking ridiculous." And also Honestly, uh, the school I went to, the film, the film uh, department was run by uh, kind of petulant children who uh, <laughs> didn't didn't uh, really want to play nice with anyone. So it, it was a weird time of me figuring out that school was just not cut out for me. It is it is a great place for a lot of people, but every time I I sat in a class, I wanted to claw my eyes out and throw them and stomp them and do a Mexican hat dance on them because I did not want to be there. And uh, other kids did, and I felt bad that I was, you know, I have the privilege of going to a very expensive university, uh, and I don't enjoy it, and I don't like it. And it was a weird time because uh, I was also getting more and more opportunities uh, at Super Creative and at The Attack. So it was kind of a gradual, like, school is bullshit, it's not for me, I don't like it, fuck this. And then, like, hey, look at this other thing I want to do, this is great. Um, So I started doing more Super Creative and Attack stuff. And then uh, me and Kevin were walking around Hollywood one day, and he's like, what, what, are you, what are you doing, man? And I was like, I don't know, going go to school. And he's like, well, why are you doing that? And I was like, I don't know, because I, I can't afford to do anything else because I was going to school because of there was like some scholarships, and my parents were helping me out paying for that too. So I had no source of income. I couldn't leave. Uh, so he was like, all right, well, you have to decide to leave college, but I can give you whatever small amount of money it takes for you to live. Uh, that, but that's that's only if you can come in every day. And I was like, well, shit, that means I have to leave. So uh, I thought for a good hard 20 minutes and I was like, yeah, I think I'll just leave. <laughs> so that was uh, that was last November. And then I went home to my parents Jeez. for for um, for holiday break. And I was like, actually, it was weird because like my dad came up to me and he was like, 
you don't want to go to school, do you? And I was like, no, I don't. And he's like, that's cool. You don't have to. And then my mind was blown. My, 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 old, my dad is old. Like, he's an old guy. He's, he's like 68. He's, he's like, he's made of dust and, and <laughs> mummification wraps and stuff. He's very old, but he's, he's such a cool guy. And, and I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I guess I won't then. He's like, just just finish out this year or whatever, which is my sophomore year of college, and uh, just finish it out, and then you're you're good, I guess. You can go. And I was like, all right. So I. Uh, oh my god, that's so lucky. I feel like most parents would just kill me <laughs> or kill anybody in that situation. You're, that's that's phenomenal that you had this support system, but you'd also had such a great opportunity on the horizon too. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a really weird situation because. Um, I didn't. It was the first time in my life where they didn't have to say yes. It made it so much easier. It made it so much easier. But at the end of the day, if they were like, "You can't do that," I was just gonna be like, "Okay, Watch me. yeah, cool. Sorry. I guess it's either <laughs> it's either I go and do it, and you guys are cool with it, and I go and do it, and you're not." So exactly. And I still I talked to my dad this morning, and he was like, uh, "You know, he was like, I I really don't." care what you are doing i but i watch he watches the show and he's like i watch the show and i see you like what you're doing and that's really all that matters and absolutely and that's you know that is something i have the privilege of of having with a relationship with my parents and that's it's really cool and i i i appreciate that a lot but um yeah at the end of the day i didn't really care what the case was and it to be honest it wasn't that easy like there was a little like my mom was was all cry and stuff but she does that all the time but um sure yeah, it was it was a tough time, and it was it was tough uh, not showing up to classes because that's what I had to do. So when we started the attack, all my classes were on Wednesdays and Fridays, and uh, <laughs> those are the ones I was still trying to go to to finish up this year. And then I was like, "Well, can't do that." So I I pretty much dropped everything in Feb. Well, I didn't drop everything. I stopped going to class in February, um, and then I haven't gone since. So. <laughs> nice that's you fucking just abandoned awesome your classes just walked out on them i did it felt really good it felt because they were both really really shitty they were both really shitty classes um and the only problem with that is like i i, I still live at school until actually until next friday i still lived uh, almost a mile uh, almost an hour and a half away from work so that's really been the only killer about about living where i live but yeah I imagine it's just like a father who's just like, I'm just going to go out for cigarettes real quick. And then he lives in the attic for like another year, but never sees the kids. Like, yeah, he still abandons them, so, but he's close by. The school like emails me and they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just not going to come anymore. Like the, the school <laughs> has asked that and my professors have been like, so did you like leave? And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not coming back. And they're like, all right, cool. You get an F. And I'm like. I can handle an F. I can handle it. It doesn't mean anything, for sure. Yeah, your resume is stock, dude. It doesn't... It, who the fuck cares? Yeah, I mean, and, and I've... Uh, it's cool to, to go from film school to giving... Oper- like, I've tried to help out my friends and get them get them gigs and, and internships and stuff like that as much as I can. So, that's... It's cool to... Because that's all film school is, is. It's kids trying to actually work on stuff. So, being able to go to my friends be like, hey, there's a set. They need you. And they're like, yay. So, <laughs> it's cool to be the bearer of good news when people need help. Nice. Yeah, that's a path that both of us have gone down where I majored in telecommunications, which I consider... It's so broad, it could be literally be anything. It sounds also- like you. They call like you on the phone, and they say, "Operator, connect me to Cincinnati," and then you pull like a big <laughs> wire out of a wall and plug it into another wall. It's very. That's very possible uh, <laughs> career choice. It's literally anything that has to do with uh, a message being delivered a uh, long distance. 
So it can literally be like phones to the internet to movies to music to anything. I want and, that exact thing. I want a service that does that. That goes, I call the internet and then it plays a movie you. and then it's also on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Incorporate Skype into YouTube, into Spotify. See, that's what, Jeez. that's a spot of the internet. No one has conquered it. I want cross platform media. Like, I want <laughs> to be on YouTube and then Charlie's biting the finger. Oh no, British accents. And then I'm like, oh, gotta leave. Gotta, I want to call it on my phone and then. Through my phone, it plays the video in Morse code. I just want it to be more <laughs> impossible to understand. I want a simple text message I could read in five seconds to take me 37 hours. There you to go. To decipher and watch all of it. That's uh, a weird thing that's, that's going on in, in terms of technology is that – I don't know if you guys – I don't even know. I'm just – see, this is me being a host and taking over the show. But <laughs> do you guys ever talk about tech? Because I have not talked about course, this yet. Yes, this is a gaming tech podcast, and I was actually going to ask you about gaming soon. But no, go for it. Well, it's weird that I feel like no one wants to uh, – have. no one cares about apps anymore. Hold on, look, Carlos is here. Oh, let's say what's up, Lowe's. Hey, Lowe's, say what's up. Just say hi. Okay, thank you, Lowe's. Sorry. See, that's. <laughs> see. Um, so, back to what I was saying. People, uh, I feel like apps aren't even. It's not even like. It used to be like a couple years. Like in the 90s, it was like websites. And then in when smartphones first arrived, it was like apps. And then. Now no one even cares about apps anymore. Like that, uh, what is that? Magic service. It's like so much. So many more things are becoming text based, and I find that so strange. You know, so like no one cares. Like it seems like the the big app game is done, and I feel like it's kind of moving into either web applications because you know uh, high speed internet is becoming so much more available in so many places in the world, or text based. Like so many SMS based services are popping up, and I don't know why that is, and it's kind of bothering me. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think it's because, like you said, with the website boom in like the 90s, it's just the boom of anything that we get so oversaturated with it all that we eventually just get burnt out real quick. So it's like, hey, I found this amazing game, like mobile game on my phone. It's incredible. It does all this. And you're telling your friends and none of them are listening because we just don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's like... And it, it could be like God created this game itself, but like after so many clones of Candy Crush and you know, farm villain or whatever. Like, no one cares. We're looking for something else, just something different. Yeah, honestly, I don't mind it because I, I fucking hate, I hate mobile gaming so much. I really do. And it's it's really not, people always try to, they're like, well, what are you talking about? I have Hitman Go and and all these other games that are cool and you don't, there's no microtransactions. And I'm like, sure, there are some gems in every platform, but as a whole, like, I have not, like, I if you if you went on the App Store in like 2009 and then now the landscape is so much different. Now it is it is literally there is no like wonder or whimsy to any apps. Like it's not when when apps and the apps the Apple App Store first started it was like this is a a a, a game where you just make toast and it's free and literally you can make bagels and then you draw on it and I had that app and it was amazing and everyone was figuring out what you can do on these things. And now if that game existed, there would be DLC for it and map packs for the fucking toast-making game. And then if you want sprinkles, you have to purchase 99-cent coins and then pay for it. It is literally, to me, like the most malignant money grab in any, like, in any platform ever. And I hate it so much. Like They don't even try to mask oh. it anymore. I hate it. Of course, yeah, there's definitely no masking whatsoever. And it's funny, though, because look who's getting involved. Nintendo's jumping into the mix. Like, what do you think about that? Oh, 
I, I, I don't disagree. If you want money, do it. People, <laughs> people spend. I'm, I'm being a crotchety like artist playing bongos in the corner, being like, this isn't art. This isn't gaming. This isn't art. But look at the Super Bowl. What games play? What game commercials play during the Super Bowl? Clash of Clans. I'm, I'm sure of that one. I think it was like Candy Crush and some other like role, like turn-based uh, pay-to-play game. Those are the games that have enough money to buy the million, two million, three million dollar spots for the Super Bowl because they are the games making the most money. There's very little going into them, and then they make the most money over time. Uh, but they've crunched the numbers on those apps that make big money, and it's maybe six percent, if not less, of the people that play that game actually spending money. It's just that small percentage of people that spend the money spend hundreds of dollars on this app because they're sad and lonely, empty people and have nothing else going for them. Well, that's so they we just all are. Pour everything into the game. I mean, yep. at the end of the day, if you're playing a video game by yourself, it's because uh, one, you like it, and two, you you don't want to go do other stuff. The world is full of other stuff, but we enjoy hanging out with ourselves so much more. And if trust me, I don't I don't hate people who play these games. I really don't. If I've met I've met people who've been like, "Hey, there's this there's this game where you just make I forget what the game was called, but you just make Japan and you pay for like buildings and it's just it's just like it's not even a sim. You just make it's like Simpsons that tapped out game where you just make buildings and then do stuff. And they spent like $500 on it. And I was like, what are you doing? Why are you spending $500 on a game where nothing happens? You're just buying buildings. And they're like, I played this game for like three months and I really liked it. And I think I got enough enjoyment out of it. And you know what? My Japan was the best fucking Japan in the world. And so fuck you. And I was like, you know what? That's very valiant of you. If you got time and enter- if you got, you know, time spent and entertainment out of it and it made you happy, I don't care if, if first of all, you're damaging the, the, uh, the gaming environment as a whole, but that's fine. As long as you're happy at the end of the day, I can't. I can't say your game is bullshit because it it did what what a Halo or or a Gears of War or Destiny did for me, and it's just it's not for me. But you got the same effect I did, so I don't blame you. Yeah, I definitely had a phase with a fucking stupid mobile game called Lords and Knights, where you just build up your castle, and then all it's like an MMO, so all these other people had castles, and you could send your armies at each other and try to overtake castles if you had the certain amount of silver, but you had to pay for silver and all this stupid shit. And we, I had a bunch of friends playing at one point, and we had like our own little like alliance and shit, and it was ridiculous how much uh, time and effort went into playing this stupid ass game and money if you wanted to like cheat to get like. The upgrades quicker than everybody else but it was ridiculous because then my drummer in my band at one point was playing and he like poured like a hundred dollars into the game just to like catch up to everybody i'm like you're an idiot Why you? and then eventually we uh our alliance got destroyed there was all sorts of like betrayal going on amongst us and it was just a fucking nightmare and we ended up all just quitting the game being like we're much better off in life without this stupid game like making us feel miserable so that i had to get that one off my chest but, but it is understandable if like you said, uh, your friends just play, they pump in about 20 bucks into it, pl- play it out every day, all day for like three months and get that enjoyment. But I'm talking about the small percentage of people where I'm going to go on a, eh, it's not really a limb here, but it's an addiction that these people are just oh. funneling money over and over into these games. And these game companies are kind of taking advantage on that, especially, with, especially with the daily, the daily updates where it's like you have to get, you know, five gold coins, but to get them, you have to log in every single day. And they're kind of developing these addictive traits in their games. And especially now that you can use money in it and pay currency, it's really, you know, damaging a few people. 
Yeah, they're capitalizing off of an addicting design and it's working. And yeah, the enjoyment was completely gone once it was like, I'm managing an alliance and there's all this drama of us like, oh, should we like uh, join this team side? And like, it was just like getting to the point where I'm like, I just don't even want to deal with this shit anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, 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 it's a really weird argument because I don't personally agree with it, but I support everyone that, that, that makes them happy. Like, I don't support people, you know, shooting kittens in the face and then rolling around <laughs> in their guts. If like, even if it makes them happy, you probably shouldn't do that. But like, this isn't hurting anyone. It's, it's something that people do and, and sure, they, they may become addicted to it, but if you're going to become addicted to Simpsons Tapped Out, that's probably the least worst thing you're going to be addicted to. Like, those people can, will, might also probably be addicted to gambling or something or, 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 you know, addicted to unhealthy food or alcohol because they can control the way they feel by spending money. Um, and that's what I feel sometimes seems, these games are. They can control their life if, if they play this game more and if, if they do, do well in this game. And to do that, you get more money or you, you spend more money. So it's a weird argument, but I, I really just support anyone having fun doing anything, you know? Definitely. That's like, I don't understand uh, paying monthly for WoW, but I under- I get that people have a blast doing it. So Yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, yeah, something like WoW, people get, they make real friendships and then they, they feel accomplished and they, they learn team building and stuff. So, you know, I, I don't, so, yeah, something I didn't play and I don't personally understand, but it, I think it's great that stuff like that exists for people who want to do it. Agreed. Definitely. Speaking of an MMO like that, I remember years ago, a story came out of China where they actually made it illegal to farm gold. And I believe it was WoW, where people would just rack up gold in the game and then sell them in bundles on eBay for, you know, a set amount of money, like 50 bucks and you get 5,000 gold pieces in WoW. And China actually passed a law where they made it illegal to do that, saying it was ruining the economy, that people were paying real money for this fake object that I'm not sure how exactly it ruined the economy, but they were saying it was just people just throwing money at essentially nothing, and so many people were doing it. It was actually having an impact on the entire country's holy uh, shit economy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, you can say what you want about 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 gold farming and and selling WoW characters and stuff, but I had a friend named Billy growing up, and like every time he would sell like um, a maxed out WoW character or account to someone, he would buy a new skateboard. So. Uh, which is which is something that everyone wanted. So you can say what you want about about stuff like that, but like the dude got a new skateboard every time. So there's definitely something to it. Uh, you know. Oh no, the people definitely profit from it that sell the items in game. But that's the problem. They're saying that only those people are profiting, and that everyone else was kind of you know losing at that expense. Yeah. yeah. So. I knew a friend who would max up RuneScape characters and sell them, and he would literally make a thousand dollars plus uh, USD. Like, are you fucking kidding me? There was I have such a weird relationship with RuneScape. There was this kid uh, in high school. I remember his name was uh, Simon Wang, and he was like, he was a very good uh, RuneScape player. But he was also he was like a ranked RuneScape player, and he was also the strangest kid I've ever met in my life. Like he would <laughs> he would go into the bathroom every day at the same time, and like. First of all, uh, you know, not to get too graphic, graphic, but take cataclysmic shits. I don't know why <laughs> I remember that, but that was like what Wait, he was. How is that? How is that not graphic? Well, he, I don't know why that was known. And then he would like blow his nose in any situation, the loudest uh, I've ever heard anyone. And then he would exit the stall and yell to the school about the shit he just took. There might have been something, something up with him, 
But I would just like to think that is a, a byproduct of RuneScape. I never, I never understood RuneScape, but I know it messed with your bowels and your nasal cavities. <laughs> That's fair to assume. I remember with RuneScape, a buddy of mine played it for months before there was a huge wave before like our whole high school started playing it. And he was like level 47 or so. He's like, yeah, let me give this a try. And three weeks into the game, I was at level 42. And he's like, how the hell did you catch up so fast? I was like, dude, it's RuneScape. It's not hard. Yeah, you definitely level up I have quick. not looked at it since I was about 10. I looked at it like when it first came out in on miniclip.com. Um, oh, miniclip. Holy shit, yeah. Does it still look the way it does? Because if so, oh, yeah. oh, how do people still play that game? Yeah. Well, it's like Minecraft. That's half the charm is the way it looked. Well, I, but that is I dated guess, as hell. Yeah, Minecraft is is a stylized choice. RuneScape looks like that because it was made in 2003. So, yeah. <laughs> and it's a Flash game. So I don't understand how... I don't really know if it's a stylistic choice. That's a weird thing that people play that every day, though. That's like playing Cub, yeah. Club Penguin every day, but a little bit I, more involved. <laughs> I would say this. Club Penguin is actually hard to play because they constantly ban you for anything. Yeah, because people like... <laughs> People like troll people so hard on that. I I really it's so fun though. They have a hair trigger. Uh, see, you're like, man, I don't understand why they keep banning me. But every time <laughs> I make a swastika full of people with afros in the pool and say it's closed because of AIDS, pe- people don't like that and they ban me. I don't understand what the uh, the function of this is. I'll say I understand why they banned me, but I'm saying they're they have an itchy banning finger because they just ban at everything now they don't even hesitate to like give you a warning or something you're gone well, i think it's like a my little pony situation now where it's like most of the people playing are are middle-aged Dude. white men yeah. yeah so i don't i like they're trying to keep it safe for kids but no i don't think any kids are playing club penguin yeah it's you're probably right it's probably just chris hansen and a bunch of pedophiles just waiting to catch each other oh, i would love for that to happen like a penguin's head pops off and then a little like uh pixelated jpeg of chris hansen's head peeks out of it and it's like take a seat <laughs> do you know this penguin was 13 <laughs> why'd you bring the wine cords and the tuna sandwich <laughs> Is that, was that an episode of, of <laughs> i know they always brought the wine coolers but is, is the tuna oh, sandwich a big pedophile cooler. thing Oh, I figured with the penguins, it'd be tuna. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, it'd be weird. They do look at me up. funny at the uh, at the Dunkin' Donuts when I try to order the the uh, <laughs> the tuna sandwich, and I'm holding Bartles and James. And they're like, <laughs> "Where are you going with that?" I'm just having having a night to myself. Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's got six packs of wine cooler and just a packet of uh, Kool Aid powder. Yeah, mix in with it, and a white rape van. But um. <laughs> Anyway, um, do you guys want to play a conversation game? Uh, how are you looking on time, Alex? Oh, I've got, I've got it. It's a Saturday. After this, I'm gonna just uh, stare at a Google Doc by the fire to myself. So uh, I'm not looking forward to doing anything else I'm doing today. Let's keep going, guys. That sounds sad. Yeah. Awesome. Well, then, if that's the case, we kind of have this conversation game. It kind of takes a little bit, and we're going to have to end up cutting out a little bit of dead air. But um, it's called I Was the Walrus, and yeah, we're going to get started. Is that the so. name of the game, I Was the Walrus, and yes. yeah, let's get started? Yes, yeah, and let's I get started. Okay, cool.
no. So let me explain how we play. Uh, since there's three of us, I guess. Do you do you want to face off against me or Bren? Uh, I mean, I'll, I, I don't know what the face off includes, but, uh, it's like, imagine a, an existential rock, paper, scissors, or how did Elle put it? She said it was something like apples to apples without cards. So basically you're given a category and you have to just like name a noun that is supposed to beat the other person's noun. Okay. So for instance, what's our like example, Bren? Oh, let's see. Are, are they are they proper nouns or are they only? It, it could be, be anything. anything. Literally something as bizarre as you can think of. Okay. So I think you're a great contestant. It should be good. Okay. One of the one of the scenario was you're in a post apocalyptic world, like sort of a fallout, you know, end world, and you have one item. What is it? And one person said a machine to stop time, and another person said rocket power sweatpants. <laughs> okay. So you know it can be just. Anything as dumb as you want. And, yeah. And given the context, like, it, what you think would be most valuable. And you can argue your case, which I greatly encourage. Okay. All right. And Bren is actually leading, so do you mind being judge? Like, I know it sucks coming up with categories. Oh, sure. I'm, I'm Just, down to judge. I can officiate. Let's do it. Oh. Oh, no. He meant me. Oh, you can I judge. Meant, All right. Yeah. Yeah. He's kicking what? me out of the game. I'm too good at it. He is. He actually is. He's been... Un, not undefeated, but oh, I don't want. I don't want to play <laughs> yeah, a ringer. Let's. I want the easy. Let's. Yeah. Let's, let's do it, Doug. Let's do it. All right. You're gonna play against our very special contestant, Doug. Yeah, the one who keeps losing miserably. <laughs> okay. So, Doug, you can go first. I'll. Uh... Oh well, actually, yeah. He's gonna give us a category, and then he like counts down from three, like three, oh, the two, first one, one and to do it. Yeah, and then we say well, we say them at the same time. We say it? our answers at the exact same time. Okay. It's completely biased up. Upon my opinion, it's it's up to me to choose who wins. Okay. So that's why I encourage you to argue your case so you can try and sway the vote. Okay. My last thing, what does this have to do with walruses? Oh, absolutely nothing. Okay. That's a good question. I don't know how that got brought up. Oh, wait, actually, the conversation game itself is called Walrus, I think. And I was like, that's, I'm not just going to say, well, we're going to play Walrus, so. Okay. <laughs> so let's, uh, I'm down, let's do it. All right, Bren. We're gonna play walrus. We're gonna put chopsticks in our mouths, gain fifty pounds, and then just <laughs> each other for two hours. Way ahead of you, <laughs> greased <laughs> up. All right. Oh shit! This is the problem. Category uh, tends to be the hardest thing to come up with. So yeah, that's what I meant by some dead air. He's gonna think of a category for us, but I'm at my girlfriend's dorm room. Ooh. Yeah, oh my god, we're actually really lucky we got a little delayed because there was so many bitches in the hall, like, being like, oh my god, we're going to a party and shit, and like, I was like, it was going to ruin my audio. <laughs> and you were like, hey, stop having fun out there and genuine experiences. I'm recording an internet podcast. Yeah. They're, they're Are you guys awful. taking pictures and hugging? Get the fuck out of here. I'm playing RuneScape. And I also took a steamy shit. Get out of here. <laughs> Could have just said podcast and they would have scattered. Yeah, yeah like, literally. Ah! Ah, uh, jeez. I remember up in my makes, school, makes, someone uh, used to think that there teenage was Teenage girls' privates just dry up. Sorry, I was saying something <laughs> stupid. You are probably saying something of worth. Go ahead. No, mine's just as stupid. Uh, a friend of mine used to think that there was a horse and carriage that would drop you off at, like, at your apartment at like 2 in the morning around Penn State because he would just hear clicking all the time like late at night, uh-huh. and he didn't realize it was just all the girls coming back from bars wearing high heels. Well... Maybe they were also running rickshaws. You don't know that. There was a rickshaw. Oh, well, see, there you go. I would like to think it's it's just a drunk teenage girl in heels. Just <laughs> where are we going? I don't know. You're the <laughs> rickshaw driver. Shut up. <laughs> oh god, there's. I have so many stories of just 
drunk college girls. It's Penn State, so I mean, that's exactly what you think it is. Okay, I got a category. All right, cool. what's up? Round one? Round one. Straight from the movie Aliens, you got a chest burster, but it's not an alien. What is it? What would be the best thing to burst from your chest? Uh, the best thing or the scariest? Best. God damn it. Doesn't have to be scary. I don't like scary. Okay, so when do we say the word? Oh, he's oh. in the countdown. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah Are you ready? Both ha- when you're both ready, I'll just count down from uh, three. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm hair trigger. I'm ready. I'm always ready. I'm ready, too. Three, two, one. A heart surgeon. Beanie baby. Okay. <laughs> oh. And by, okay, let me defend my beanie baby. It's the out of a hundred one that's purple that was made on Queen Elizabeth's, like, whatever. And it's I worth, like. the princess die, beanie baby. That's what I mean. And it's worth, like, a hundred grand. So oh. that bursts out of your chest. Uh, I don't know if I get to, anti-defend, if I get to attack his, but. You can. Uh, Go for it. Yeah. It's still a big hole in your chest. I mean, I. <laughs> that's great. You got a collectible beanie baby. You can sell it on eBay. You're good. Uh, if you can find the, you know, it's a, it's a tough market uh, these days. Still, you still have a big hole in your chest. Well, um, what's, what was your answer? I didn't even hear it. I said an open heart, heart surgeon. surgeon. Oh. So listen, it's it's kind of a cop out. I'm a little bit rusty at this game. Uh, I would like to first of all, I don't know if you can do this, knock down my own answer because that's a little bit larger of an item than a beanie baby. If you have, I was going to yeah. say that's your entire chest cavity. Yeah, he's crawling out of you. But um, I would, you know, what better would you want if your if your chest is burst open than someone who can probably fix it as they're coming out? I mean, can this open heart surgeon fix like a, a gaping wound out of your, like your entire abdomen? I think I have a little bit better of a chance of him fixing it than a beanie baby. I mean, True. I don't, I don't want to shit on your answer, but I, I feel like you know, it's it's cool. The beanie baby is more or less you've come to terms with you're gonna die, and you're just and uh, bestowing this to your family. It's like, oh, cool, <laughs> uh, a, a first press Charizard. This is great. I'm still dying despite my my rare pop culture item. Uh, Here's a small purple bear to help pay for the funeral that you'll eventually have to bid. But you will have a kick ass funeral. You can yeah. pay for Eddie Murphy to be there. You could, yeah, amp it up. Oh, and the purple raw suit, just keep the whole purple theme going. Yeah, I would love him squeaking around my funeral, just eat, 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 eat. That'd be sweet. Be amazing. I'd be totally down for that. Um, yeah, so, you know, I just want to reiterate, chest, uh, heart surgeon probably knows how to stitch up a chest, but uh, that's to the judges, I guess. Yes, this is all on brand. But now, does the heart, is the heart surgeon equipped? Is he just popping out? Is he in like a swimsuit? Like, is he on his vacation and he's yanked from Hawaii and he's bursting out of your chest now? Oh, yeah. Well, or- he's a heart surgeon, and and he's you know he's 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 one of the best. So if you have dental floss and and a sewing needle, I think he's still got it. Like he's a MacGyver. Uh, I was going to say, is a MacGyver a surgeon? Yeah, he is. I mean, he of course he, he's well equipped in any situation. I would say that deals with specifically heart and surgery. Yeah, I, I it, trust me. I'm aware of my own. This was a, this was a, a, a kind of a quick draw that uh, didn't really work out because <laughs> he works on hearts. I don't know if he can fix. And it comes out of your stomach. And... Expl- exploded. Well, yeah, but listen, I'm sure he knows how to uh, stuff some guts back in a person. That's yeah. all I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know. I still think the people dying around me. I'll just be like, doesn't this beanie baby make you at least a little bit happy? Yeah, but it's 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 a great trust me, great beanie baby, very rare. You, the one you described, although covered in your blood and your entrails. That's all I'm saying. Like if you got some, <laughs> it might yeah make the value a little less. Yeah, if you're, it's hard to get to get blood stains out of those out of those beads inside. Man, I've tried. The, the stink just stays. 
for years. Um, I just imagine it as like a dinner table scenario and like the beanie baby bursts out of your chest and she's like, Poof. it's like, oh, neat, a bear. But then like in the other scenario, you're sitting at the dinner table and she's like, oh my God. And you see a full person <laughs> roll out onto the table covered in blood. She's like, oh shit. Like, but it's it, definitely going to grab my it's attention like more. Actually, birthing a. Yeah, you're birthing them out of your chest vagina. Yeah, but you're you're, <laughs> you're bringing another human surgeon life into the world, and isn't that amazing? And to your dinner table, Manisa, every mother's dream having a surgeon for a son. Well, there you go. And I would your chest. I would or have replacing your son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Would he take over your life? Like, would he assume your identity? Because he took your life, and now he has to live it out. The beanie baby definitely would. So if that helps beanie my answer. Would. Oh, it'd be a much more boring podcast with a Beanie Baby host. Oh. (laughs) I mean, that's a good compliment. All I'm saying is that maybe I just want to be friends with a heart surgeon. I don't know. Maybe I just, I I want someone to hang out with me. And I feel like if I gave birth to something, I'd have like a fatherly dialogue with it. And I've always wanted to have a kid, especially if it's a heart surgeon. It'd be your last moment as long as he, unless he's successful. I'm sure he's a heart but, surgeon. Are you? Come on. <laughs> yeah, he's he's gone to school, which we've uh, all came to the conclusion that schools for fools. Uh, yeah, that's a quote from Alex. Oh, well, I don't know if I said that. Uh, but, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But I like it. No, trust me. I'm I'm saying uh, I didn't say it, but I'll take it. I'll you know swing for the fences <laughs> on that one. Throw quotes bag at you now. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, so do do we get to to judging now? Because I feel like I already know I the think, outcome. But yeah, let's. I think I'm going to have to go with heart surgeon just because it's. Oh, it'd be a lot more confusing to see a full-grown man burst out of another grown man's chest and just destroy that other human being. I mean, and then stitch him back together potentially. See him try, yeah, he'd definitely try his best. And even if I don't live, it'd be a great like Facebook clickbait video, like this heart surgeon burst out of this man's chest, and you won't believe what happened next. Yeah. You'll never guess how he got there. Yeah. You click on the link and it's like, we don't know either, but we got the link. But mine would have been it would it would have been, oh, a beanie baby bursts out of this guy's chest. You won't believe how much it's worth. Yeah. But you it, it won't have you uh in tears, which my video will. Yeah, that's yeah. true. This heart surgeon's reaction to being birthed from a chest will leave you in <laughs> tears. <laughs> there we go. Oh god. Alright, well it seems like we're we made it to round two. You got some thinking to do, Bren. Whew. Yeah. So yeah, and this is a best of three scenario, so technically you could shut me out, but let's hope that doesn't happen. Okay. Okay. I'm just, I'm preparing my mind. Oh, me too. I have an answer I've been saving forever, but like, it needs the right question. Oh, see, I'm not thinking of words, I'm just clearing my mind. I want to really just, uh, you know. Finger, trigger it. Yeah, just anything that comes to my mind. He's just going to like Matrix White Room and whatever he thinks appears. That's how the game should technically really be played. Yeah, I always think we give people too much time to think about it. Eh, whatever. It's more interesting that way, because then if it's just, like, anything on my mind, it's like, I don't know, like... Boobs. Yeah, something. <laughs> Every, like, everyone, not, everyone is just... Every single game. Timidly, <laughs> boobs. Boobs. <laughs> boobs. Three, two, one. Uh, boobies. <laughs> uh, crap. Okay, here's one. Uh... Like a centaur and like a minotaur, you can be half animal. What half do you want? And you can choose what limb or if it's your whole lower half, your whole top half, if it's just your arms, just your legs. You could be part animal. Okay. Okay. And, okay. I mean, I'm I'm just waiting on you, man. I'm, I am literally always ready. Oh, my God. That is insane. Uh, all right. Yeah, I got this. Okay, we're good. All right, ready? 
Three, two, one. Aircraft carrier. The wings of a condor. Pretty sure an aircraft carrier is not an animal. <laughs> That's what came to his mind. I would like to disagree, uh, but I'd, I'd love to hear <laughs> my, my opponent's uh, argument. Um, I mean, I, first of all, aircraft carrier, uh, huge. I mean, you have that on your side. If your lower half of your body was an aircraft carrier, I think this is this is turning into Can Coley, isn't it, Brent? <laughs> the what? A Kansai collection. Oh God. That, I'm just kidding. We don't have to go there. That's a crazy show. Um, but yeah, I mean, you have airplanes flying in and out of you. You're one of the biggest vessels on the sea. And uh, you have, like, sick missiles and shit on you. I mean, just, just having... I, I've always wanted missiles on me. And uh, that is uh, one of the best ways to get missiles on you. Uh, and also, I don't want to talk about my, my huge aircraft carrier dick. But, I mean, I just did. And I, 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 I kind of want to say that, uh, you know, by scale, I would have the largest genitalia in, in the animal kingdom. Uh, if we do, you know, I could be disqualified. I could be wrong. But I think aircraft carrier would be a sick uh, lower half. I don't think I've ever imagined hearing the words aircraft carrier and animal kingdom in the same sentence. It's because you don't, you don't, you need to open up your mind. You need to open up your mind. (laughs) Uh, But now I'm curious because half of your body would be the aircraft carrier. So like, who's to say that half has the engine in it? Maybe you just have like the comm system. So like your dick's the radio antenna. That's great. I want to, I want to play Pitbull out of my radio antenna dick, whatever, you know, (laughs) some broadcasting power right there see i just am picturing you like the front of the ship kind of like those mermaids at the very front of a pirate ship it's just like the upper half of your body oh that's how yeah like- majestic as fuck that's how i was thinking about it uh and then like even if even if it is just the back half of the ship and it is small like i would have like a little teeny foghorn coming out of my ass and that's amazing like if it was person-sized <laughs> sure like that's still great and I have little RC planes coming off of me. I think you're you're misthinking how great this is. It's it's a really. <laughs> it would be great if it was an animal. That's that's, <laughs> that's the how thing. I look. See, I'm just I'm I'm literally just attaching the most gigantic wings possible onto my back. So now I I still have the biggest dick I can imagine, and I'm just able to fly now. Wow, that's pretty bold of you to say to claim that you already have them. Yeah, that's pretty thing. self-serving. Because you're not putting the condom stick on you. You're saying you pictures. already have them. <laughs> we'll put it up on the site. Alright, I'm ready. <laughs> I mean, to, I would take a I'm picture of my dick, this. but I you know, I don't want to select the panorama function on my phone because my huge uh, <laughs> well, aircraft carrier dick does not well, fit. Where are you going to find an aircraft carrier vagina? Like, it's just like having a dick that big is just like, it's almost like pointless. I don't need it. The, the sea is my maiden. I'm constantly, while I'm, while I'm, cru- you're just plowing the ocean. Yeah, while I'm cruising, I'm, I'm boning, you know? I'm cruising, I'm bruising. That's what's happening. Maybe, uh, maybe a orca wants to join in. It's a three way, but the, you know, the mother, mother ocean is, is my woman. Oh, God. Now I got this horrible mental image of like an sharks orca biting human. your dick. Aircraft carrier. Dude, sh- Wait, what did you say, Doug? Sh- sharks biting your dick. Watch out. Yeah, then I wouldn't have to Google that on the internet anymore. It'd be happening to me in real life. Problem solved. <laughs> I'm killing so many birds with one stone. And so many birds because I'm a fucking aircraft carrier. and kill aircraft as many carrier. birds as I fucking want. Huh. I'm not even touching Doug's. It's just... It's, it's so simple in comparison. Oh, no. I, I Trust me. I, I appreciate... 
Doug's answer. I really do. It's a great answer. Uh, <laughs> who doesn't want to fly? But you know what? Doug's out at sea. He's tired of flying. He doesn't have the metabolism of a bird because he just asked for the wings. It's very, it's very energy. Uh, uh, dude, you're also assuming I don't have incredible metabolism. It's unbelievable. Sure, I am extraordinarily okay. So, like, so, but you're flying across across the, the the sea. You're getting very tired. Where do you land? What's going to be in the middle of the sea? A fucking aircraft carrier. I rest my case. You can't land on me unless I win. That's all I'm saying. I mean, that's. I don't need. I don't want to land on you. I. I'll. Uh, fuck it. I just. I'll just land on a buoy somewhere, or a whale. But if. I mean, first of all, if there's a whale, it's probably with me having sex with the ocean. That being said, <laughs> I, I really think you're gonna have to land on me. And who doesn't want to be on my my love boat of sea fucking? And that's. I'm the captain. Toot toot. I mean, that's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, a, a captain goes down on his ship. Not on a ship. Well, maybe a captain will go down on a ship. <laughs> I was going to say. Maybe I'll have a, a sexy, a sexy uh, female or male okay, accomplice who, who wants uh, to be the captain of my ship. I don't know. But since you also are part ship, you would have to go. Would you have to go down on another ship? or? Oh, yeah, dude. Would you be a dying breed? Could you mate with another aircraft? Sure, carrier? I'd mount a carnival cruise, whatever. <laughs> Probably not because a princess, princess cruise liner. Yeah, you, oh, you have to watch out with the carnival cruise because uh, then like diarrhea starts spraying in all the halls, like in that news story. <laughs> but uh, no, it's like yeah. I, I mean, I would. I think. I think uh, cruise ships are sexy. Maybe I'll, I'd fuck a speedboat. Whatever happens. As long as as long as they don't have barnacles, I need tests. Test result, guys. I Oof. don't want to get barnacles, please. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna acquire them over your years of getting dirty in the sea man what? it's just a matter of time so i don't have any barnacle problems crabs. it's like listen barnacle simplex a like 80 percent of the population already has it so like it's just you know it goes in and out of of uh of flares and stuff so it's something that all boats have i'm just gonna fly over your your aircraft carrier and shit on it all day i mean honestly the the sheer size of my aircraft carrier body it doesn't matter to me i'll take it <laughs> I like to get dirty. I'm a sexy aircraft carrier. <laughs> right. I think I'm. I've made my choice, and I'm just gonna have to go with Doug because it is an animal. Uh, <laughs> as great, uh, as, great as the answer was, it it's not an animal. So predictable. <laughs> I was trying to push it's, the boundaries uh, of this platform, and I was one re- I was shoved the back. One requirement. The one requirement is that it had to be an animal. Yeah, it's that you guys aren't, you guys don't see in the future enough. In retrospect, you're going to be like, man, Alex really pushed some boundaries. He's the Rosa Parks oh, of this game. Ten, a hundred years from now, people are going to be like, aircraft carriers are going extinct? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. But all right. All right. Well, we're, we made it to round three. This is a miracle. This is unbelievable. Whoever wins takes the cake, even though there's no cake to be had. Um, it's up to you, Bren. I already have the category lined up. Oh shit! Let's do it. I want this one to be first of all. It's it's me and Doug, correct? Still? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, Doug, I'm gonna change the rules. I want like a max of ten seconds on this answer because I feel like I'm. Okay, that's fair. I get you. So I I want this to be speedy because that's where I because I I, I I started with Apache attack helicopter, which I know still isn't an animal, <laughs> but I think I would have been able to you know sway you over with you, that. You would have won that. <laughs> So, I like that you both went for flying. But then I, yeah, I second guessed. So if, if we can just do this as, as as quickly answer as possible, I, almost, I think I'll, I'll, well, if I would have went quick answer, I would have went with elephant trunk, and I'm like, I have no need for that. That's just still you would have won. You can eat peanuts with your fucking <laughs> nose. You have two hands left. You could fucking I could 
I could just uh, spray women with water and shit, yeah. Well, I mean, you could do that with your fucking mouth now. Just don't do that to women. Uh, but yeah. you could, like... You could also do that with your own trauma. You could wash your car and also uh, fucking play Candy Crush on your phone with two hands. You have so many options with the elephant trunk. See, I think All right. you were... See, okay, I'm second-guessing myself. Oh, there you go. You can All hold right. on to your mother while you're separated in the cage and reenact uh, Dumbo. There you go. See? Jeez, so many guys. options. All right, well then, okay, if we have a new category, I'll try to be quick. All right, and I got the timer out, so it will be 10 seconds at most. Okay. All right. Category is bare-knuckle boxing fight against any celebrity. Ready? 10 seconds starting now. I'm ready. Ready. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Charlie Chaplin. Oh. 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 See, I, I was going to ask a question about Chris Hardwick being that. Why would you choose that? You know, wait, did you say oh, Chris Hardwick? Yes. I literally almost said Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> I was so close because I want to punch her fucking anti-vaxxer mouth directly in. But I went with the oh, chat. guys, we could have a... Oh, what was the dating show they did? We could have a reunion. Oh, Singled Out? Singled Out, that's right. Well, then you'd have to single out the winner and it would be me. But I didn't do Jenny McCarthy. I actually, honestly, the time you gave me was still too much because I went Jenny McCarthy and then I went Charlie Chaplin. So you second guessed yourself within a second. Yeah, the, how fast my mind works, bro. All right, so so I want to hear the, the Chris Hardwick. Yeah, because with Charlie Chaplin, I already know why. I can see it, and it's great. Um, I just think I would stand a chance against him, and it'd just be fun. And I don't know. I I'd, I wasn't a huge fan of Web Suit, but I'm a fan of the other stuff he's done with Nerdist. So there's a few times in his comedy career on Web Suit that I was really rolling my eyes hard. So some of them, he just deserves a couple punches. Huh. Hmm. So this is more of a vendetta for you. Yeah, it's nothing like I don't really seriously like hate the guy or anything. It's just like, eh, it's it's the first person who came to mind, too. Okay. And Charlie Chaplin. So, um, the Charlie Chaplin has layers. I really want to, first of all, I want to throw that out there. So, um, the first is that I kind of feel like while I'm punching him, I'm punching Hitler. Because he had the same mustache. It'll really help me, like, get angry at him. Because it's hard to get angry at Charlie Chaplin, really. But I'm like, I see that mustache, I'm like, fucking Hitler, man. You're going down. You're going down. So, I'm already psyched up for the fight. Just from seeing his, his Hitler mustache. That's the first thing. Second of all, um... If we were to bare knuckle, actually get to the boxing, um, he would be so hilarious at it. He would get bonked on the head with a ladder. I don't know how that would happen. He'd slip and fall on a <laughs> banana peel. Uh, he'd do a little jig as he runs away. He's a very hilarious physical comedy man. So the bare knuckle box, no matter who the uh, the winner is, um, hilarious. A, a hilarious fight. Hilarious regardless. Um, I'm curious, though. Do you think you could take him? Because he was very physical, and he'd have to be in good shape. Oh, he was a barrel-chested motherfucker. The problem with this is, I fight with words. And I know you said bare-knuckle box. I know you said bare-knuckle box. (laughs) But I normally don't let fights get to that. I really don't. So uh, I I think the... uh, the, the fight would be psychological uh, at the beginning, and I think I could take him then because he was a silent actor and then failed as, as a talky actor because his voice – It's a one-sided fight. Yes, because his voice was very strange and high-pitched, if you don't remember that. That, that is a fact uh, that Charlie Chaplin's voice was not fit for talkies, so after them, uh, he was not successful at all because his voice was very strange. So I feel like uh, he would I, – I could insult him and get into his mind psychologically, and he would not be able to uh, rebut at all because – one, he wouldn't speak. He is a silent actor. Or two, when he did speak, 
he had such he was so insecure about his voice he would be so embarrassed he would not want to fight anymore so you would just middle school bully him into submission absolutely i'd be like nice bowler hat you fucking hitler mustache fuck and he'd be like i think he'd just come right at you and demolish you <laughs> no and then i'd be like what are you, what are you gonna do you gonna say something back he's like i disagree or whatever he sounded really weird and then i'd be like oh you, yeah you're such a weirdo and then he'd be he'd be done there'd be no contest oh I, I gotta go chaplain just because I want to see it escalate yeah. into a full fight. I want to see him go all out. I can't blame you. <laughs> well, even if it did, like I'd I'd like get, pie him. I mean, he'd be done. Like he he's he is always getting hurt and all his shit. So it, I'm curious if you would have to take him out or he would take himself out in some hilarious antics. Yeah, like instead, like like right before the bare knuckle box, I'd give him the task of baking a cake for my for my uh, daughter's communion, and he would uh, like like accidentally like slip on some flour and crack eggs on his head and then yeah probably knock himself out so i feel like i feel like it's i'm pretty set up to win against charlie chaplin yeah dude speaking of winning you just won the game so congratulations you're our winner today yeah I mean, I should have done a clean, clean sweep, but it's whatever. I mean, you guys just aren't transcending uh, the rules. You're set in stone, but that's okay. I mean, I, I'm not holding any grudges. That's fine. Oh, don't worry. I'm, don't I'm worry. Ready. In the past, we've definitely broken the rules. Like, <laughs> we've had some weird shit. You have to listen to previous episodes. I'm not going to go into it. <laughs> I'm ready to accept the human-animal hybrid crossover whatever way that abomination was made. But the love between a man and an aircraft carrier... I, I'm, call me old fashioned. I'm not quite ready to embrace that wholeheartedly yet. That's okay. It's it's uh it's a it's a new it's a it's a it's a new thought. You know, it's not traditional. So the the world will come to accept aircraft uh, carrier and and uh, man love. But that's okay. That's okay if you're not ready. We'll get there someday. Someday. Um. All right, guys. Well, I think that about does it for this episode of the show. Um. Is there anything you'd like to plug, Alex? O- obviously, the attack. But um. Any other way uh, viewers can contact you or reach out? Oh my God. Yes. Well, I'm at Alex D Korea on Twitter. I should probably make an Instagram, which I actually do. I just don't use it. Um. I should probably do that. That's also Alex T Korea. And then um. You can you can watch us me on the attack every now Monday and Wednesday. We're trying to do Fridays, but every Monday and Wednesday at 4 p.m. Uh, PST, so 7 p.m. EST. And then I'll do the I'll even do the math with you. Six p.m. Central Time, five p.m. Oh, uh, Mountain Time, and then four p.m. Pacific. You can watch us on Twitch.tv/slash/TheAttack. Um, and that's that's about it. That was impressive that you knew all those times. Oh, I did. <laughs> trust me, I I can do single subtraction like a motherfucker. <laughs> nice. Well, um. Also, so in the future, would you, you or Kevin, be interested to come back on our show? Absolutely. I know now is a really bad time for even even Los was just in here. He was busy. Uh, I know. Uh, I told Kevin he's he's actually in um, he's in San Francisco right now, so he's he's not even here with me. He's very busy. But next time, I will I will make sure to get him on. I would love to come back into the show. Oh, thanks so much for participating. It's been a blast. Um, hey, you Brent, on the hot seat right there, asking you on air. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> But um, I guess we should plug ourselves quick, too. Um, you can always reach out to us on our Twitter or Facebook. Our handle's ABT Silence. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. We're trying to get involved in Twitch, but uh, it's we're new to the, the format. So we'll keep you guys posted with when we start streaming stuff. But, um, yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. See ya. Bye.